This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup, just like a front three of Reese Keane and Frockyar, right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Morning, mate. How are we? Good morning. Yeah, um, I'm well. Nothing Good. Really You're uh, this morning. Nothing to complain about. Good. You tuned into the cricket in Guwahati, which we've just been trying to clarify where is Guwahati, and you've deciphered it's in Bangladesh. Is it? I reckon it is in Bangladesh, which is a little bit of a red herring. But obviously, the next door, aren't we? So. Um... England getting some much-needed warm-up practice in against Bangladesh in the extreme subcontinent heat. It's currently 32 degrees, and we've seen the effects that it's had on the England quicks already. Reese Topley looked to be really struggling in the heat. But, uh, yeah, World Cup wants to get excited about, I think, England looking to retain the World Cup. Very few teams do that. The great Australia team of the late 90s and mid-2000s managed it. But um, I don't think this England team is quite as good as that one. Be good though, won't it? Games every day. Yeah. It just gets you through like weeks, doesn't it? Like Monday and Tuesday when you've not oh, really got a great deal on. You're at yeah. home. And you can just stick on, for example, New Zealand against South Africa. And all of a sudden the world's all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Two good teams going at it. Which brings us on to Saturday, and this wasn't two good teams going at it on the day, was it? Crikey. Let's try and keep well, calm. But yeah, we got pumped, didn't we? It looked like one good team. And then it looked like another team who were sort of confused to find themselves remotely near a football match. West Brom looked a good team. They looked yeah. a precise team. Like, if you just look at the attacking prowess they've got, Mowat, Wallace, Phillips... The list is is endless. Swift, you know, our nemesis has got by. Bloody um, Swift every time. I know. <laughs> there you was a moment. At... There was a moment in the second half where he's just in that pocket in the final third. He's just being given all the time in the world, 
and I think they scored, but it was ruled off for offside, and we'd let him just like clip across in all the time he wanted. Ah, oh, really, really wound me up. That I was like, get stuck into him, bloody John Swift. In ten yeah. years of him, God. yeah. He, uh, we've mentioned this a few times, but he must really look forward to fixture release day. Not for any sort of derby or any sort of no. like interesting <laughs> ground that he might go to. But he just adores Deepdale. Mm. He must put a, he must get a big red pen or other colourful pen and. And put a massive ring around the date, and he must make sure he's either not suspended or in good health because, um, crikey, he loves deep now. You might have thought that we might have looked to try to bring him in, you know, just to stop the torment. Um, yeah. But yeah. No, they're a good team, I thought, West Brom. Um, whether it was a case of we allowed them to be a good team, you don't necessarily know, but um, yeah, they look really precise. So moments in the sort of opening stanza of the game where where like the crowd are getting a touch annoyed that they were taking quite a long time over like goal kicks or throw-ins and all that stuff but but they're not time wasting they genuinely want everything to go to the absolute like letter you know and the details fine margins are key to them and Carlos Corbran their manager even when you know the away and gone in the game he's still out there you know gesticulating vigorously only waving like to his fans at 4-0 yeah. in the injury time he denied them the opportunity at sort of 3-0 in cruising they asked him to wave and he didn't he was you know he seemed to be catching flies on the touchline for the whole game getting increasingly agitated by them you know he's just constantly gesticulating and he's clearly a bit of a Perfectionist. He described it as the complete performance in the press afterwards, and uh, and it's hard to disagree. But um, yeah, from a North End perspective, it was uh, it was about as bad as it could have possibly been. I think they played well, but we played terrible, and that's never a great combination, is it? They were. Uh, I thought they did the ugly stuff very well, West Brom. Like if we were going to win on Saturday, we needed to do all that much better than them, and probably yeah. try and scrap and fight and turn it into that kind of match but I think Corbran had probably told his it looked like he told his players you better be up for this because you know they're an hard team to beat and got to do the basics and all that and oh they just completely stopped us and then hurt us didn't they it was uh just pretty bruising stuff from them I was just gonna say that it's been a hallmark of our game that we're hard to beat we're hard to score against uh, and obviously there's plenty of sort of individual errors for goals which you could go into like detail about but there's no real point like, it was just, like, a lot of, like, just amateur stuff going on. Like, the second goal were just sort of, you know, lounging around before the keeper goes really direct. All of a sudden, they're in behind and the ball's in our net. It was just a really odd game. Yeah. Um, not one player had a remotely, like, even okay game, which you can, obviously, it's not a good thing, but you can take heart in the fact that nobody turned up. So, you know, it, it was like, bizarre, it, wasn't it? You do come around camp. in days sometimes. And of course you, you do, just, yeah. You can't explain them. But yeah, especially when you sort of what were we eight unbeaten and we've won yeah six of them. You know, you're sort of entitled to have those days. You don't want them to come around often, but you know you've got to revert to the mean at some point, haven't you? They just kept kicking the ball out for throw-ins, didn't they? In the first half, it was like it was infuriating. Couldn't pass, yeah. and then just every so often booted out of play for a throw-in, and they take about twenty seconds with that. Oh, we just. Yeah, it was just one of those where nobody knew what to do. Yeah, the problem we had was that the whole half, unless West Brom had the ball, was 
Brad Potts had the ball on the right flank and, and McCann and Ledson were like running away from the ball. So he had no other option but to try to play it into what, up the flank to Osmite. who couldn't do a great deal with it. I mean, no, I felt for him a little bit because it was just aimless balls. Yeah. I'd... Pointed remotely close to him and, uh, and he couldn't do a great deal. Barkley had a good game for them at the back. He just bossed the game, really, I thought. Yeah, I think um, I think their back three were all massive. Took Osmaic, and I think I'm not trying to get too tactical because it's not my game, but it just looked like three centre backs on one striker, and then their two midfielders on Brown and Holmes. So they just eliminated our front three entirely. Let Ledson and McCann have the ball. They were never really going to break a team down, are they? No, they don't really like the ball at the I feet, think, really. Yeah, it looked like West Brom wanted our midfield two and our back three to have the ball and just eliminate everybody else. Yeah. Which I imagine is a pretty decent blueprint to follow, to be fair. That is the blueprint to beat North End, ultimately, isn't it? Yeah, let's get the impression with Osmaix that it'll be a lot better with Will Keane up front with him. You know, they can develop like a partnership. Absolutely, yeah. You know, at the moment, he's going to struggle a touch with, um, with being a lone striker, but hopefully Wilkie can get back to starting fitness and that partnership can can blossom because it's got all the ingredients to do so. Uh, but yeah, look, it's just one to write off, isn't it? Saturday. <laughs> Those days come around. Rainy day, grey. Yeah, well, <laughs> I was talking to um, my mate, Connor about this as we walked into town to drown our sorrows after the game in the rain we said we're a bit of a fair weather team if it's you know nice weather on Wednesday night then we will go to Leicester and we will win it's quite typical of North End actually like to be top three in the league and you still you know reverting to that old cliche that it'd be Typical an offense to go to Leicester midweek and win, wouldn't it? When you've only lost yeah. one game this season, but yeah. bloody hell, how typical would it be of us, you know, to go and to go to Leicester and win? Um, and I've got that feeling already. It's only Monday morning. Dread mm. to think how confident I'm going to be on Wednesday night, but wow. uh, which is mental after a four 0 defeat. Only North End could make you more confident. How do we beat West West Brom at a canter at the weekend? You go into Leicester thinking, Christ, we're bloody hell. Bad. You know, yeah. a long old night. Uh, but now we've been spanked by West Brom. I can't imagine any other outcome than three points. <laughs> We're an utterly mental cricket... Uh, no, it's a cricket club then. An utterly mental football club. Well, I'm not so sure I share that confidence, to be fair. But who knows? Why not? If you want to... Yeah, if you can't imagine it'll be as bad, can you? So yeah, they do, they no, do tend to, to uh, bounce back. There'll be changes, all you'd think. Oh, God, uh, we're I crying out so. for Whiteman to come into the team. Uh, I can't believe he didn't come on at half-time. I really oh, can't God. believe. The only, the only thing that you might be able to think of is the fact that he's not he's not ready really to do that many minutes, which is a bit of a mess if you're on the bench. Mm. But that's literally the only thing that that I could allude to really, because yeah. it was just crying out for a ball player in midfield to try and get a grip of it because Ledson and McCann for all their endeavour and work rate the, uh, they just completely lost that battle uh, and Brown as well he couldn't really get in the game he struggled as well so yeah you'd like to imagine Whiteman will come in I'd like to see Keane start as well try and link yeah. up with Osmaic but we're playing against a good team uh, in Leicester you know you look at the squad and you crikey you'd, you'd be hiding behind 
the city at home uh, if you weren't making the trip to Leicester. But, you know, any outcome is possible, no matter how unlikely it may seem. It's not one of them you'd enjoy watching on Sky, is it this? I used to hate watching games on Sky. I really it's did. I watching games on telly. It's, yeah, it's, it's like, there's, it's horrible. you've no control over a game anyway, but when you're there, it just feels different, doesn't it? It's horrible yeah. watching it on telly. Yeah, I don't like watching it on telly. And you've always got some, like, summariser who's spaffing over the opposition, especially Leicester. <laughs> Crikey. <laughs> They'll be waxing lyrical about Vardy and all them. <laughs> Tell you what, Vardy took Blackburn. Oh, he did. How yeah. good was that for Vardy? <laughs> Excuse me. I hope Liam Lindsay <laughs> went tuned into that video. Oh, my word. The touch and the finish. It was... Um... It was mesmeric from Vardy. Surprised nobody's signed him really as a third or fourth choice because he's still clearly very good. Yeah. He'll score 25 goals, won't he? Maybe. I don't know how many he's got yet, but... If we play like we did at the weekend, then he'll score 25 goals on Wednesday. Well, he might. Mavididi as well. What a journey that guy's been on. You were quite Mavididi. a Steffi fan, weren't you, in the, oh, back in the day? Yeah, he was a bit of a cult hero. Yeah. He obviously had that great uh, chance about it, didn't he, that was born at... At uh, bursting away, Mavi DD runs down the wing for me. Mavi DD. Anyway, yeah, the DD goes on and on and on. We'll not bore the listeners with that, but um, yeah, it went off that. Hopefully, you know, if we're getting a decent result midweek, we may be able to regurgitate the Mavi DD song. Um, yeah, just show him a bit of love after all these years. Wouldn't be ideal if he scored a hat trick, you know, and they're hacking up and we're it's going off in their way. End, yeah. But um, yeah, let's say, oh, I'll tell you what, I'd long for a nil nil where we don't oh, even get wow. It's the longest hour and a half of your life. Yeah. You know, it takes 10 years off your life. Leicester just worth working it. it down the sides and putting crosses in, and it's just getting cleared every time. And, and the whole fans are getting louder and louder, yeah. and the groans and the frustration builds. Late corners, rocks solid, and everyone's <laughs> like, "Get out in the away end!" And you know, every time the keeper comes and collects the ball from across, it's "Get in, come on!" <laughs> oh, I'd long for that. That nil-nil at Leicester, that would be better than a win. I don't care what anyone says. I don't want us to have a shot. I don't want us to get into their half. <laughs> I want them to have a thousand shots. I want the fans to be groaning. Oh, long for that nil-nil. You want our only chance to be a header that's nowhere near the net from a corner and just loops over the bar. Oh, somehow somehow makes it onto the highlights. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the keeper's like... Scrambling around to get the ball out of the stand and get the ball upfield, and yeah, <laughs> that'd be absolutely terrific. I don't want us to get a corner, I really don't. I want ideally the highlights would be a shot from the halfway line that goes into Rosehead, and we don't get the ball <laughs> in the half of the rest. That that would be the ultimate Wednesday night, capped off with a nice fish supper on route back. <laughs> it would be one of the great points if we got a point on. Wednesday, wouldn't it? Yeah, want to write home about, want to tell the grandkids about. It'd be absolutely unbelievable. A nil-nil ideally, but one apiece, two-two, three-three, whatever. Do you think we've spoke about West Brom enough? I wonder if the listeners are thinking we're glossing over this, but you can't get too hit up on these things. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it, it was dreadful, detail. but... Well, I, I don't think the listeners come to this, really, for forensic analysis. I think the scoreline does enough of that. Yeah. You know, we've just been mullered by a decent-looking team. None of our players turned up. 
you know, first defeat of the season. Jordan Story we, tried to dance out of his own box with the ball. Yeah, Jordan Story. He must have thought he was a ballet dancer at that particular moment. It was mental. But, you know, to to sort of pick on individual players, you'd be here all day because they all made mistakes. I mean, Brad yeah. Potts are one of the worst worst performances he's ever had in a Preston shirt. And quite a lot of the boo boys, the glue mongers, they will tell you that he's had quite a few of those. But um, it is what it is, isn't it? You know, you're going to expect to get beat at this level. You can't, you're incredibly rarely going to go nine games avoiding defeat in the Championship. Come on now. Get in the real world. I stayed off Twitter because Twitter's a terrible place after North End get beat. Uh, and I've not gone to it. So I don't really know what people are spouting, but no doubt it would have been nonsense. So I steer clear of that. Uh, and all roads lead to Leicester. Indeed. What did you make of Brown and Potts? Passion. Yeah, I've got no issue whatsoever with it. I'd be worried if like, they thought everything was hunky-dory. Obviously, you're going to be a little bit annoyed at, um, at your teammates if, you know... You, Christ. It wasn't a good yeah. goal, was it? That third one, we just kind of backed off, didn't we? And just... Backed off and off. You and off. We literally <laughs> may as well have just backed off off the field of play and allowed him just to dribble home. Like, yeah. There was no, there, there was absolutely no effort to stop it. And no. obviously, the skipper is going to say, "What on earth are you doing, Brad? Go to the ball, try and stop the shot, close the angles down." But no, come on in, come and take yeah. the keys to this place. So, yeah, he does like mind. a rollicking, doesn't he? Post goal, Brown. He's really, uh, he really gives it out. Yeah, <laughs> like, I like how it. Have you done this. I can't. I cannot believe you've done that. <laughs> yeah, no issue with a little bit of uh, beef. Critical analysis on the field of play is mm. important. And Potts' reaction was good as well. Like go away, basically. Ryder Cup. Did you enjoy that going off on a tangent? Real, yeah, really enjoyed the Ryder Cup. It was incredibly watchable. It had everything that you'd want from a sporting contest, really. I'd also go and Europe watch got it. out in front. Yeah, I spoke about this yesterday. I went to Wings to watch it yesterday, Wings and Beer in town. And we were talking about whether we'd like to be there. And it would be good to be there, like, towards the end. And, you know, you've got all the atmosphere and stuff and you're roaring when the ball goes in the hole, like, to win it. But, like, really, you've got the best seat in the house at home, haven't you, to watch, like, everything yeah. unfold. It was a really enjoyable Ryder Cup, I thought. USA made a good scrap of it yesterday. You just started to get ever so slightly twitchy at one point. But, yeah, Europe got home in the end. You know, we had all that needle uh, on the penultimate night with McElroy causing uh, a stir with Cantley's caddy and Justin Thomas's caddy. You know, scrap it, causing a ruck in a car park. It's not necessarily what you expect from golf, is it? No. You know, this, um, this sort of sport where relatively wealthy people play. But, yeah. That was good to see, and it made Rory into this animal who was never, ever losing to Sam Burns the day after. It instilled that sort of warrior-like instinct within. It was just a really good weekend. I really enjoyed it. And obviously, yesterday, you had the Arc de Triomphe uh, over at Longchamp, where Ace Impact, the Japanese horse, was absolutely sparkling. Came from the back, wide outside, turn of pace in, in ground. that You know, it's not quick ground over there. It was sl- a little bit of cutting it in. Whoosh came flying past the field. It was a sparkling display. Um, so yeah, it was a really good day of sport yesterday. And there's no better oh, yeah. arena for it than Wings and Beer, is there? Oh, Screens there is. everywhere. Yeah, order on the everything. app. And just back yourself. Just get an absolutely unholy amount of wings and just plant your face into them <laughs> and let the good times roll. That's precisely what I did. 
What did you go for? I used to get more from wings back in my uh, halcyon eating days. I used to get 15 wings, uh, the buffalo flavour. I think they're class, mate. Occasionally, they can be slightly skimpy on the sauce, but when they get them right, boy, are they good. I used to get them with chips, garlic bread, and a burger as well. But that is just ridiculous, and it can soon get quite expensive. So, yeah. yes, I just got the wings and the chips, which is actually more than enough. You know, it's just yeah, awesome, yeah. utter greed in the past to get all that. But, um, yeah, I just got some wings, a few pints of Diet Coke after feeling a touch worse for wear after uh, an evening in Hot Puds on Saturday night, where I saw George Colin Lloyd. Can you believe that? The former world match play champion. Wow. The man. The man who won the match play by hitting the biggest fish of all. You know, when you recognise someone, you think, that's George Colin Lloyd over there in Hopwoods in Preston. So I went up to him and said, hiya, George, please can I have a <laughs> I'm picture? I'm not sure I know you? who this is. <laughs> you don't know who George Colin Lloyd is? I'll have a look uh, after this. He, he's a man who was world number one in darts in the era of Philip Douglas Taylor, which tells you all you need to know. This guy can wow. toss tungsten to a very, very high level. He sort of caught my eye and... I thought, that's Jaws Colin Lloyd. So I went up to Jaws and I said, Jaws, hi, mate, please have a picture. And then I said to him, what on earth are you doing in Preston, Jaws? And he said that he's friends with Ian McCulloch, the Preston Potter, who was also in Hotwoods. So, yeah, really interesting. I couldn't believe yeah. it. And obviously the World Grand Prix of Dart starts tonight in Leicester. Does it? It's, it's mental that North Ender and Leicester on the same week as the likes of James Wade and Michael Van Gerwen, and Gerwin Price, etc. A tossing tungsten. Good pronunciation of Gerwin. Gerwin, yeah. <laughs> it's a Gerwin Price. It's not, not that difficult. He's a Welshman. I love watching Price. He's a bit ice, of a knob, isn't he? Ice, baby. He is a bit of a knob, but he's also a very, very good uh, darts player. And he gets... It's pure theatre, isn't he? He gets unnecessary jit. Why would it cross your mind, really, when a darts player standing over a double to boo and to come out with other expletives mm. I, I just don't get it at all let let the guy play but I tell you what when he came out with e-defenders at the world darts championship oh was, my uh, word that was great that was high grade sport you know <laughs> sport at the highest level played in e-defenders yeah yeah that was top like it wasn't the Mervyn King like ear plugs that Merv wears but uh, genuine e-defenders that you'd expect from a builder I don't know a builder or a child who didn't enjoy noise. Absolutely, absolutely incredible. Superb from Gerwin. Chapeau, Gerwin. So you're driving to Leicester or...? Yeah, driving to both games this week, Leicester and uh, God, who's driving you to Ipswich? Well, I was meant to be driving to Ipswich, but I uh, I broke down on Saturday morning. I was en route to Liverpool, and I just got to the oral interchange where I heard a, a rather... Uh, troubling sound come from my engine Mm. yes Uh, and the coolant light was blaring at me and then the engine light came on and the oil light came on so I had a decision to make do I carry on to my destination or do I try and get the motor home so I tried to get home as much as possible I went on the A59 because the last place you want to get stuck is the M58 or the M6 so I went on the A59 and I managed to get it to Tarleton which is obviously in between Preston and Liverpool. Yeah. About nine miles outside of Preston. So um, I was quite pleased that I managed to get it that far. The car was all right whilst it was moving. And Tarleton were the first traffic lights that I came across 
and the car would not move. It wouldn't. It wouldn't, wouldn't start budge. again at all. So the driver, the motorist in the car behind me, stopped and pushed me into a car park nearby. That was the first time I've ever broken down, and it's not a nice place to be, really. No, but, I think I'd like to break down in Tarleton, though, if I had to break down anywhere in Preston. Yeah, it's quite a nice place quiet to break down, isn't it? people yeah. would come to your aid, I feel. I had this feeling. Obviously, there's great emotion there because, you know, I've had some great times with that car, you know, just me and the car and the open road. and I, I swapped my car this week and it just, it's you've got it and, then it and then it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought it was just one last dance, you know, this faltering motor. Yeah. You know, and it's a real willing participant in this. I need to get home, and it's trying its best, yeah. but it just couldn't offer anything more, really. But no. to be fair to it, it managed to get to Talton, um, and it was quite an emotional sort of thing, really, because it was me and the car, and we we're trying to get back, and we got close enough home. You know, it gave me all, all the sort of all it could help that I needed, really. So, you know, I've got a lot of gratitude to that motor. Um, mm. And hopefully he can uh, he can have a Lazarus like return and uh, and I can drive him once more. But we'll see about that. He's currently in a critical condition. To be fair, the only upside is you don't have to drive to Ipswich, I guess. Well, yeah. So to answer your question, um, Harry Bates is driving to Ipswich. A regular listener of the podcast. So yeah, he's a better driver than me anyway. I don't know why he didn't want to drive. He's got more room in his car as well. So I suppose the Lord looked down at me and thought. Apologies, Adam, but I'm going to break you down here. Yes. But it means that you don't have to drive switches on Saturday, so every cl- it's every cloud. So um, I'm quite happy with that. Mm. I'm not happy with it, you know, because I've had the emotion with the car. But, um... Yeah. September 26th, 2009, Preston at the Walkers Stadium. Uh, we won 2-1. Two, 2 right, we did. Chaplow. Yeah. And... Oh, sure. I Mella. can't believe I've not picked this other game. Yeah, Mella. Good yeah, knowledge. You didn't pick Darren Carter's goal, did you? Wow. I thought you were going to pick Darren Carter's goal. I've just gone on 11 v 11 and I've just seen it's there. 1 0, yeah. Preston. Oh, were you there? I wasn't. Incredibly, this is my first trip to yeah, the stadium mine. midweek. Um, I know, obviously, you know loads of people who were there that night, and they describe it as, you know, a, a melee for the ages. In my because, memory is Sky Sports News. There's been a goal at the yes. Walker Stadium. Yeah, that's you're just, right. You're just Leicester one nil, aren't you? At that point. Yeah. And then Carter has unleashed this ferocious strike into the top left corner. Oh, he wasn't a great can... player, was he? For us, no. Carter, but no, he's he got that. He's got that moment. Him you and Chaplow, really. Two yeah. names that just you wanted to yeah, kind of kick up the arse a lot of the time. Yeah. I thought Chaplow was better than Carter, but um, yeah, I can see your point. And, uh, and we were talking about it last week, weren't we, about loose netting. And, that, yes. and oh. Leicester back then had that loose netting. So this sort of Exocet missile flies into the net and it just sort of just stops in the net, doesn't it? Oh. His little touch... To set himself with a shot with his right foot is, uh, yeah, not seen many better things than that. I would, I would upload it to TikTok. Yeah. Have um, have Lancashire Post got TikTok? Is that no. one of your roles? No. no, it's not. Well, well, what a great start this would be if you were to come off this call now mm. and make a Lancashire Post TikTok account, and yeah. then boom, 
the first post is that Darren Carter goal at Leicester. Yeah. The whole thing would just go viral. It would go off. Yeah. Breaching copyright, but it would go off. Occasionally, you've got to breach copyright for things to go off, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, but I've got some Burnley's transfer announcements. There's Nick Hart, Nick like films and stuff. I don't know how they get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> like, <My> word. <coughs> just editing scenes at a Barbie. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm, I'm, I'm delighted we've remembered that Carter strike, really. Well, how could we discuss Leicester away without mentioning the Carter Yeah, strike? no, it was, it's baffling. And to think they were on for a nil-nil draw that night as well. They were on, yeah, for, I mean, they were if, on for the ultimate. Yeah, if Robbie Brady comes on and does that at Leicester on Wednesday, I mean, imagine. Yeah, that'd be, uh, yeah, crikey. There'd be people encroaching on the field of play there, wouldn't they? Yeah, not you. Not on Christ, no, no. absolutely not. That's one thing I never do, encroach mm. on a playing surface. Score prediction? Nil-nil. Yeah, yeah. And it would be the greatest nil-nil oh. of all time. I, I can't imagine that Leicester team scoring against us. And I can't imagine us scoring against them. So mm. nil-nil. Get on and get on large. Have you found a fish place or will that be on the night? Not yet. That will be off the cuff. Four seconds left, George. Crap. See you later. Yes, I shall see you soon. Crap. It's the 90th minute and P&E are on the TV. You're watching with all your mates and the McNugget share boxes are open for all. Your pal's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Result. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com on the McDonald's app. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.